It's Friday, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. Coming up on today's show, we've got Caleb Williams talking about his time at Oklahoma, his recruitment, and his relationship with Spencer Rattler. we got some more recruiting talk to get into and some interesting NFL notes as well. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooners fans? This is John Williams, host of the Locked On Sooners podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast. You can also follow the show, subscribe to it on YouTube as well. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the notification button to let you know when new videos are up and running. We're just over 100 subscribers away from 1,000, trying to reach that goal by the first of the year. So help us out. Go over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Would love to interact with you there. People leave uh, comments in the comment section. Love to interact over there about everything going on with the Oklahoma Sooners. But got a lot of really interesting things to talk about today. First off is going to be Caleb Williams. Uh, He spent some time on the podcast on the Prairie. That's the Jeremiah Hall and Braden Willis podcast, which is such a great show. Like, it's always fascinating for me to to listen to you know players just talk about their teams. Kind of as the season goes along, you get it a lot of times in the NFL as you know, individual players will have radio spots uh, with different radio shows. Like I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Amari Cooper does a show with the fan out of DFW every week. And it's just really fun. It's in you get a little bit more insight into how they saw a certain game playing out. And that's what I really love about the podcast on the prairie is that just provides a little bit more insight. just kind of a player's perspective of how things are going uh, with the season, with the game. Uh, things of that nature. And so definitely go check that out. Caleb Williams is on there for like 20, 30 minutes. Uh, just a, a great time. But he had some really interesting things to say that uh, that definitely want to get into. Um, just kind of first and foremost, he talked about his commitment. Um, and he was actually considering walking on at Oklahoma uh, while Brock Vandegrift was still committed to the Sooners before he decommitted. Oklahoma was, you know, kind of barely pursuing him. You know, Williams had this to say, he said Oklahoma was his last offer uh, he had 30 plus offers from across the country, which how do you, it, it I, I have a hard time like making a decision between two things at McDonald's. I don't know how you make a decision between 30 teams. Now, obviously you probably have that narrowed down to a much smaller list, but goodness, man, I know it's, it's easy to um, get in, you know, kind of talk about these kids and the decision-making process and things like that. But everything that goes into making a decision about where they're going to play college football, where they're going to go to college with 30 plus offers, maybe five to 10 or more legitimate offers like schools that you're legitimately considering. And then to be able to narrow that down to just one school, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, And it's incredible that Oklahoma landed Caleb Williams, considering all the different schools that were coming after him. Um, It goes on to say, they normally offer you early and you end up going to a school after many visits and all of that. And I think, you know, this is one of those like things that dates back to Lincoln Riley's tenure is that when he kind of locks in on a quarterback, he decides that's the quarterback he's going to go into that recruiting class with and, and not really look at much competition. And that's a good thing in a sense, like you, you, you identify a player, you value that player, you value the traits that player has and you don't necessarily want to deviate from that. You 
you want to trust your evaluation and the evaluation of your recruits and your assistant coaches. At the same time, I think we saw where maybe not having any comp- legitimate competition, maybe for Spencer Rattler uh, in his time with the Oklahoma Sooners, like in his first year, or having somebody that you said you were going into 2021 with and saying, like, this is a legitimate contender for the starting quarterback job. I won't say that that let kind of Spencer Rattler coast into the starting quarterback job, but it definitely gives a perception like, Hey, we're, we don't, we don't bring any competition in for you. Now, Caleb Williams was a bit ahead of schedule and, you know, there are a few people that projected that he might be able to start. And actually Caleb Williams talks about that a little bit on the show, like that he planned on just coming in as a walk on and, if he needed to walk on and take the starting quarterback job and then earn his scholarship, he was going to do it uh, before he got the official offer from Lincoln Riley. Um, and just goes to speak to the competitive nature of the guy. Like, I, I love to hear that. Like if Oklahoma is where he wanted to be, and he, he talked about wanting to be coached by Lincoln Riley, that he was not afraid to walk on kind of, you know, like Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield wanted to be at Oklahoma, wanted to be coached by Lincoln Riley as well. And had to walk on in order to, in order to do that, and it worked out really great for him. And so it was really interesting to see that Caleb Williams was willing to take the same approach uh, to come to Oklahoma, be coached by Riley uh, before moving on. Now he was, com- you know, really seriously considering some other places and looked to be potentially maybe heading to LSU. That was one place that was really hot and heavy for Caleb Williams services. While Joe Brady was still the offensive coordinator with the Tigers, this was all after. Um, you know, LSU's big run back in 2019 led by Joe, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T Higgins and all those guys. We saw firsthand what those guys were capable of. Um, but it's just really, really interesting to me that, that it was Caleb Williams that kind of had to pursue Oklahoma a little bit. Um, you know, he was willing to come as a walk-on and then the offer came for him to come on as a scholarship player. Uh, the other thing that, he he thought or that he mentioned was that he felt like in the Red River showdown that that was going to be his time to get in the game and then take the game. He said, he just said, there's something in the air because me and my dad felt the same. We said the exact same thing. Me and my dad said, tomorrow's probably going to be the day we were on the phone. And we both said, we both said it. He was like, go upstairs, prepare and get a good night's rest, wake up and be ready. I always prepare the night before the game the same way. And, I don't know if it was uh, – there was definitely like something in the air about that week just because Spencer Rattler had been benched in the game the week or the season before. There was always that just kind of small like hint in the back of everybody's mind like could this happen again? Could the Red River Showdown be Spencer Rattler's undoing again? And it turned out to be the case. Like I, I, I mean I went on air on this podcast on a local radio or a Norman radio show just saying there's just no way that – that Spencer Rattler is going to get benched twice in one in the same game two years in a row. And it, I just didn't think, I mean, the odds of that happening are just so minuscule and it happened. I mean, lo and behold, Spencer Rattler comes out and, you know, throws a pick, has a fumble and Caleb Williams comes in and the rest is history. You know, the guy takes over the team and has a, a, a great second half for, of the season for a true freshman quarterback making his first starts at Oklahoma. Uh, it didn't go the way everybody wanted it to go towards the end of the year, but it was still a very successful, you know, a very successful campaign for Caleb Williams. Uh, you know, the other thing that he talked about was his relationship with Spencer Rattler. And uh, I'm not going to read the whole quote because it, 
I don't know, it's long, but it basically just said, you know, we weren't best friends, but we didn't hate each other either. It just kind of sounds like, you know, they, they had a working relationship. You know, they, they communicated in, in the quarterback room. They worked together. They, they helped each other. But I think you saw that from, you know, Spencer Rattler, like even when he was benched, like he didn't stop kind of doing his job. Like if you're the backup quarterback, your job is to help the starting quarterback see what he needs to see on the field. And Spencer Rattler was engaged talking with coach Riley, talking with Caleb Williams. They were, they were doing, he was doing what he needed to do as a teammate. And, and on a team where, I mean, there's 90 plus guys on a team, you know, maybe more than a hundred, you're not necessarily going to be best friends with everybody on that team. And sometimes just relationship or personalities just don't jive and that's okay. You don't have to like love each other and be the best friends to be good teammates to one another. So I won't dig too much into that quote just because I feel like it could easily be like misconstrued. And I don't think Williams has any ill feelings. I don't think Rattler has any ill feelings. It's just, it was kind of a a business thing. Like, you know, they're both trying to be the best quarterback they can be for the university of Oklahoma. And I mean, nobody can really fault them for that. Um, And then, this is what he had to say about coach Brent Venables. He said, I've known coach BV for a while now, just because of all the Clemson visits he used to go on, always had a lot of energy. Um, and that's really kind of what it focuses on is he just Brent Venables has a ton of energy and he thinks it's a great coaching hire, at least for Oklahoma, whether it's going to be a great coaching hire for Caleb Williams in particular, that will remain to be seen. Um, Parker Thune, who we had on last week, his gut feeling was that Caleb Williams was going to stay. I, I see. I kind of lean that way as well. Like if I was going to lean one way or the other, I'm still leaning toward Caleb Williams staying. Yet, I mean, who knows what could happen? I mean, we we see we we saw a player like Kobe McKenzie, you know, flip his commitment twice in like a week, so or a week week and a half. Uh, there's no telling what players are going to do. Now there's an interesting nugget in that Dylan Gabriel, who was the one of the top quarterbacks in the transfer portal uh, most recently for UCF. Now he's going to UCLA. Uh, that was rumored to be one of Oklahoma, potentially one of Oklahoma's targets in the transfer portal if Caleb Williams was to go uh, somewhere else. However, Gabriel is now at UCLA, and the connection is Jeff Levy. Jeff Levy was his off- offensive coordinator for I think at least a season at UCF. Um, and they had that relationship, excuse me. Um, so I think the connection was there. And so some people are kind of reading into the idea that maybe because, uh, Gabriel is going to UCLA that Caleb Williams is staying. I, I don't want to make that assumption, but it's definitely something interesting to note. But coming up next, we've got some more recruiting things we got to talk about. Just some really, really interesting nuggets that are, that are coming potentially for the Sooners. Uh, but before we do that, I want to talk to you about NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud-based financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. 
Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash NCAA. Also want to talk to you about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march toward the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite, favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's bet online where the game starts. And thank you so much for taking the time to make Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We appreciate all the support and the and I appreciate the, the new subscribers that have come on on the YouTube side of things. We're free and available on every podcast platform. You don't have to pay. There's no you know, subscription fee to get locked on sooner. So thank you so much for, for coming around and sticking around. Appreciate your support of the show. Would love to interact with you on Twitter, Locked On Sooners, Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast, or on the YouTube side of things as well. So make sure you go uh, leave a comment, share a thought, share a question. Uh, and I'll, and I'll answer it here on the show as well. If you've, if you've got a question, we'll, we'll answer it, but let's talk some recruiting news. The Oklahoma Sooners continue to make some headway. So now they're top 10 in both on three recruiting and two, four, seven sports recruiting team rankings. And man, that, that's such a great place to be after where we were just a week and a half ago, we, we saw people decommit and decommit and decommitting. And now with the help of, you know, all the assistant coaches, Brent Venables, Jeff Levy. And I want to name those assistant coaches by name because these guys are like the unsung heroes of Oklahoma's 2022 recruiting class. And you got to start with DeMarco Murray, that dude just continuing to make an impact on the recruiting trail. We, he was doing it last summer, last spring as well. Uh, landing commitments from Gavin Sawchuk, uh, DeAndre Moore, the 2023 uh, athlete, the wide receiver going in, in the 2023 class, like these guys, they're they're committed to Oklahoma a lot of for a lot of reasons because of De- DeMarco Murray, uh, and he was making visits all over the place. He was visiting the offensive linemen, you know, going out on the road with Bob Stoops as well, and and also big shout out to Bob Stoops, but Kale Gundy, Bill Biedenboe. Joe John Finley. These guys have been huge for the Oklahoma Sooners on the recruiting trail during that transition where it was like there was a week of time between Lincoln Riley leaving and Brent Venables coming on board. So big shout out to the assistant coaches, just doing the legwork, doing the work that needed to be done to get these guys signed uh, or yeah, signed to play for Oklahoma. The only signing left to happen of Oklahoma's current 2022 commits is Gentry Williams. He's the uh, defensive back out of Tulsa. I think most people assume that that's still going to happen. We don't know the timeline on that yet, uh, but you know they had like 13 of their 15 commits signed on um, the first day of the early signing period. Caden Williams or Caden Helms Williams. I'm John Williams. He's Caden Helms. Caden Helms signed on yesterday, uh, and so they're they're in a really good spot heading into kind of the the next couple months as they approach national signing day. Uh, but the, the recruiting news I wanted to point out is that in the last week, since we talked with Parker Thune, 
of 247 Sports, OU Insider, 247 Sports, and uh, 94.7 The Ref out of Norman, recruiting analyst, does a great job. We love having him on the show. Always provides excellent insight into what these high school kids are, are thinking and doing. He, well, we talked about Jaron Kanak of, uh, he's out of, out of Kansas, um, had a first, his first crystal ball projection that had Oklahoma kind of in the running for the Clemson commit. Now he's committed to Clemson, has not wavered on that commitment, has not publicly said anything uh, about it, but he's still committed to Clemson. But a Kansas recruiting analyst um, flipped his projection, his crystal ball projection from Clemson to Oklahoma. And since then we've had several more crystal ball projections both from Oklahoma insiders and national insider, national analyst, Steve Wiltfong of 247 Sports. He flipped his crystal ball projection from Oklahoma to, uh, sorry, from Clemson to Oklahoma. And then you had uh, a, the one that, that has rung out the most to me. Well, Steve Wiltfong, that one matters a lot too. That's a huge, huge um, commitment flip. But Anna Hickey, Clemson 247, Clemson Insider, this is the one. So she also flips his commitment from Clemson to Oklahoma, did that on uh, yesterday, um, and leaves a confidence level of seven, which is considered high. That's seven out of 10 confidence level that Jaron Kanak will be coming to Oklahoma. And that's huge. Uh, this is a guy that was you know, committed or recruited by Brent Venables, committed to the Tigers. And Venables has basically said, he's like, I'm not out there looking to flip any of these Clemson Tigers commits. But that doesn't mean that these guys still don't want to go play for Brent Venables. Like, I mean, he may not be actively recruiting them, but if a high school kid wants to decommit from Clemson and go to Oklahoma, I mean, I don't think Dabo Sweeney and Brent Venables are going to stop him. They're not going to say, no, you son, you should keep your commitment. They're, I mean, they're going to they're gonna let the kid do what's best for the kid. And if they – if I mean, if I say let, I mean, he can, he can commit wherever he wants. And he's got an offer from Oklahoma from back in the summer, and he can sign with Oklahoma. Like, that's, that's his prerogative. Whether Brent Venables actually recruits him or not, he doesn't need to be recruited to commit to Oklahoma. He's already got the relationship with Brent Venables. He's already been recruited by Brent Venables. It was just to go to Clemson instead of Norman. Instead, he comes to Norman, much closer to home, gets to play for the coach he wanted to play for. So I don't, it's it's going to happen. It just really – all signs are pointing to Jaron Kanak coming to Oklahoma. Every you know analyst over at 247 Sports, all six that have got crystal ball projections in on, uh, on Jaron Kanak, Parker Thune, he's flipped his, his commitment as well. He did that back on uh, Wednesday. So, yeah, exciting, exciting times for the Oklahoma Sooners on that front. The other interesting nugget is the Oklahoma Sooners are now in on Devon Campbell, the uh, number one interior offensive lineman for the 2022 class. He has narrowed his two top two schools to Oklahoma and Texas, um, which is absolutely huge. You look at what Oklahoma's got going on in their 2022 class of Jake Taylor, Jacob Sexton, some really interesting offensive line opportunities for the Oklahoma Sooners in the future. Devon Campbell hasn't really made it clear which way he's leaning, but given the fact that Texas already has like 26 uh, commits for their 2022 class and Oklahoma's only got like 15, 
there's a good chance that Campbell could end up with Oklahoma. Um, you know, Bill Biedenboe is a great coach. We're seeing now, you know, the, the ramifications of his coaching. It's leading to a lot of guys getting into the NFL, even if they're not, you know, the high first round draft picks like Trent Williams was, or, you know, a premium pick like Creed Humphrey, they're still getting drafted. I mean, we saw, you know, Adrian Ely at least get a, uh, a spot with the Baltimore Ravens on the practice squad. Um, and, and I think you're, you're going to see a guy like, you know, Tyrese Robinson or Marquise Hayes get drafted this year as well. If they go to the NFL draft, presuming they go to the NFL draft, but Devon Campbell, I mean, there's a, there's going to be a lot of competition at Texas because they're signing all kinds of offensive line guys with their new NIL deal. That's going to pay like 50,000 bucks per offensive lineman. So Devon Campbell, I think we'll have more of an opportunity to play at Oklahoma. You know, they've got some, some guys in the interior, but they got some guys leaving, you know, Chris Murray's still there. Um, you know, Andrew Ram, Robert Conjol is still there. So I think there's an opportunity for Devon Campbell to even play early if he wants to, or if he's able to earn it uh, at Oklahoma, but just something to watch. Uh, he's not planning on committing or signing until February. So this will be one of those things to kind of monitor uh, as time goes on, we're not going to probably hear anything from him until February. He even said no interviews. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I think this is going to be th- – this will be a recruiting class that continues to rise over the next month and a half or so as we get to National Signing Day. So great job by the Oklahoma Sooners. Just the, the alignment, and this is what Brent Venables talked about, um, in his opening remarks, you know, he talked about the alignment being the thing that drew him to Oklahoma as much as the job at Oklahoma altogether. The leadership and the vision from Joseph Haraz, the president, to Joe Castiglione, the athletic director, to the coaching staff, the recruiting staff, the media department, everybody involved works together to make Oklahoma work the way it works. And it's a testament to that alignment that Oklahoma has been able to kind of recover the 2022 class, so to speak. You know, they were able to to get a guy like Nick Evers, who was once committed to Florida. They were able to get a guy like Jaden Gibson, who was also once committed to Florida, or at least leaning towards Florida, to get those guys to come in. Uh, they were able to get uh, Alton Marber, the defensive tackle. You know, they're they're adding to their recruiting class, but it was that transition period and the alignment that they had in place and the, the unity of vision that they had in place during that transition period that allowed them to continue to maintain success on the recruiting trail, even as they had uh, guys like Relique Brown decommit. Um, you know, they had a guy like, you know, Kobe McKenzie recommit, but they stayed in on him. They stayed maintaining that relationship so that when Brent Venables came into play, he was able to go in, build a relationship and close the deal. So Shout out to just the whole athletic department, really the university from Joseph Harris on down, just having the same vision uh, for Oklahoma Sooners football to maintain that um, kind of that, uh, that momentum. Like you, they, you know, yes, things looked bad, but they really didn't lose much momentum because they still have a top 10 class. Now it may not end up being the top five class that it looked like it might get to, but where they're at now is really, really good based on where they were. A uh, week and a half ago. Uh, but coming up next, got a couple of NFL notes I want to uh, touch on for Sooners that are Sooners related. Um, we'll talk about that after I tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. 
easy to eat, 100% covered in chocolate, and it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And it's the holiday season. There's a lot of opportunities to grab the sweet treats, the cakes, the cookies. But, hey, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and it's healthy. I always eat a protein bar. have it with me every single day when I go to work, when I'm out running errands, and just for a snack around the house. You know, it, I love sweets. I love sweet treats. It's really tempting for me to always go to a cookie, to ice cream, brownies. But if I get a built Bar, it gives me the, the sweet kind of satisfaction that I need. But it also gives me energy. It gives me fuel for my day as well. So go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You can get 15% off your order over at built.com. Also highly recommend the Built Boost. It's just a vitamin drink that you can mix into water. Um, and we, my wife and I, we drink it regularly throughout the cold flu season just to get the extra vitamins, the extra electrolytes that comes in Built Boost. So check that out at built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order over at built.com. All right, a couple other nuggets that I want to touch on before the end of the show. Again, thanks so much for following Locked On Sooners and making it your first listen every single day. Uh, Michael Turk, the punter, uh, on his uh, YouTube channel, Hang Time, he announced that he's going to be coming back to Oklahoma for another year. I think it's great news uh, for the Oklahoma Sooners, especially as they enter this new kind of era of Brent Venables-led vision of you know being highly competitive defensive football team one of the aspects of that is playing good you know having good field position and playing the field position battle if you've got a punter that's able to flip field position as we saw this year i mean oklahoma several times was backed up in inside their own 15 their own 20 and one michael turk punt just completely flips it he's able to get oklahoma out of the their own end zone and looking at um a really, really great starting field position for their defense. You don't want to leave your leave opposing offenses with short fields. It doesn't matter how good of a defense you've got. Anytime that an offense has a short field, it's to their advantage. So if you make the offense have to drive 80 yards on any defense, it's going to be challenging. I mean, we saw last year, like Oklahoma's offense was pretty good, but there's so many things that can go wrong on a drive that can de- completely derail the drive and make you punt penalties sacks dropped passes uh you know just a poor execution on a run play and so making a team you know like when teams were taking away the deep ball from caleb williams or spencer rattler because of like too deep coverage shell coverage it's it's incredibly hard to drive the field 10 times you know run 10 plays and score a touchdown every single time so michael turk's a huge part of that and i i I'm not a big fan of kickers. I don't like to kick as great as Gabe Burkich is. I'm not a big fan of kicking, but I think punters play a really important role in helping set your defense up with better field position. You know, especially a guy like Michael Turk who can bomb, you know, 50, 60 yard punts at will with great hang time. Like he's not just, he's not out kicking the coverage. He's putting it out there and the coverage teams are getting there. Uh, the, especially the gunners are getting there as you know, even if the guy has a chance to return it, he doesn't have much of a chance. So that's a huge, huge returning uh, note for Oklahoma that that Michael Turk will be coming back. I, it's I think it's incredibly underrated, and I think it's going to be huge for Brent Venables and the and the Oklahoma Sooners defense in 2022. Uh, the other note, and this is just a, PA, a pro football focus note. Uh, I'm a big fan of pro football focus. I think they do a really good job over there. They study the tape. They watch the watch the film. Uh, but just for Oklahoma purposes, two 
Oklahoma Sooners, former Oklahoma Sooners, uh, great, have graded as the best player at their position in 2021. And that's Trent Williams, who's been in the league for more than a decade now. He's the highest graded left tackle in the league. And Creed Humphrey, the rookie center at, at, at Kansas City, he's the highest graded center in the NFL. He's got the highest grade for any center since 2017 at this point in the season. So pretty incredible. Devon Campbell, if you're watching the show, just consider those two things right there. Trent Williams, highest graded left tackle. Creed Humphrey, the highest graded center. It's the Oklahoma Sooners effect. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thank you so much for tuning in and, and watching the show or listening to the show on whatever podcast platform you, you listen on. Make sure you go and follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners, on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at John Nine Williams. You can also read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at USA Today. And until next week where, hey, it's almost bowl game time. We'll have we'll be like a week away from the bowl game at that point. But until next week, I hope you have a great weekend, a blessed weekend with your family. Uh, I hope it's a, a safe weekend for you. And stay cool or stay warm out there. The weather is getting cool. But until next time, I'm John Williams, Boomer Sooner. <laughs>